Four weeks off and the band is back together. Richo, Brownie and Hummer, the summer edition. Now, for those that are watching on YouTube, there's a glaring um, thing you'll see. I'm in the – what was the last message I sent in our WhatsApp group last night? At 10 o'clock last night, I said, this is the summer edition, wear your party shirts. Well, you said, you, no, you said wear summer clothes, so we've got no, T-shirts well, I meant on. No, this stuff. So I'm dressed, I'm dressed in Where a... Where would you even buy something like that to start with? I'm dressed in a banana, a, a, a short sleeve button-up shirt with bananas and, and banana leaves on it. Very summery, flowy, cool. <laughs> and you blokes have just come dressed in like your, 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 your caterers. This is what I'd wear in summer, a T-shirt. Yeah. No, but we're and, trying to spice things up a bit, you know, the beach theme and I whatnot. Again, where do you buy a T-shirt shirt like that? I don't even know where you'd get one is like that. Is that a summer shirt or is it sort of a... I would Taking wear, the I would wear this to the Sorrento Hotel. <laughs> I'd stroll on in. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> no, Sorry, ordinary. mate. They look at your tats and look at your shirt and go, how about this bloke? He's going to either uh, throw a glass, yeah. he's going to get to a fight, or he's just going to be an absolute yeah. shit magnet somewhere. Go back yeah. to the Rye Hotel. He doesn't look me. like a private schoolboy, Rich, does he? No, and I've spent a lot of time and money Trying to absolve. Are time. your parents disappointed the way no, it turned not, out? No, they're very proud of me. So, so how much to... money were they spent? Because you, you've you've figured it out, yeah. haven't you? How much money you have to spend to send it's somebody a, to private it's school? It's probably a quarter of a million dollars for high school. No, you reckon that was no, money I, well spent. When I was in year seven, the school fees was ten thousand dollars. Right, even apparently you had it a scholarship did, for music though, or something up. in the arts, didn't you? Well, I got that. I got that later in. It's a lot of money to spend. It is a lot of money. But what you was learn? the scholarship for? Just take us through the scholarship. Well, I had academic and sport. <laughs> so that was that was 50%, 50%. And then in year nine, I picked up an oboe when I was walking through the music school. I went, oh, Christ, this kid can play. It gave me a, a music scholarship. Oh, rubbish. So that, that what, what, what were you excelling at in sport at this point? All of them. <laughs> Footy. Not, the only one I was no good at was swimming. Yeah, I'm not a good. You didn't swimmer. quite make it. I haven't got, yeah, a, I haven't got a physique for swimming. Hey, we've had four weeks off since the grand final. Things have changed massively in Melbourne as well because, of course, when we when we finished up in October, we were still on a very heavy lockdown. Yeah. What how, what have you been doing the last few weeks, mate? Well, just been watching the screens. Cryptocurrency. I tell you, I've been on this for years now. I've been telling you, it is going to come back. All you had to do was hold, Matthew. You had to hold, and it has bounced back with a vengeance, pushing in on all-time highs at the moment as we speak Bitcoin. So uh, I tell you what, we are coming hard. Well, I know that it's gone up, and you did tell me to buy Bitcoin, and I didn't do it because I don't trust it. And I'll tell you why I don't trust it, because a good mate of mine has put money in one of these crypto funds, mm. and he's tried to get it out recently because he needed the money, he needed to buy some stuff around the house, and yep. he's renovating his home. And I told this he, mate of ours that this was a scam. It's, it's disappeared. Oh, no, a the money's gone. It's, just, it's completely just disappeared. He, he tries to log into it. Now and it's just not there. <laughs> it's just gone. Oh, this is a bloke that started at Carlton. He played at Richmond, then the Bulldogs. Oh, he was number 22 at the Bulldogs. So <laughs> you figure out who he is. His first name's Ben, and I think his last name's Harrison. Well, is the, it's gone. Is the, uh, of course, you don't need to give any figures, but is your original investment, because it's been very well documented, yeah. that your original went investment hard early. went low. <laughs> just had a bit of went a hard early. early. Are you back to parity? Almost, Richard. I reckon mm. another 12%. And we'll be back to parity. So I can't wait because that 12% then is going to skyrocket, Matt. Beautiful. People are saying, get out now. It is, you're held for this long, and they call it HODL, H-O-D-L. Yeah, so they've got all these weird world. acronyms in the crypto I just, world. I don't trust uh, it. Brownie. Institutional money's coming in. Give me two sentences. What is crypto? Like, what does it actually do? It is the blockchain. 
It's that complicated. Once you put it in, you can't get it out. Well, That's I, the I, because I, I've had a very well documented loss as well. But and Brownie said that it was back up. I, I went and checked. I cannot, for the life of God, find that twenty-four so character that's password. That's what I mean. You, you <laughs> I can't find it anywhere because so I've been logged been, in for three years. You've been watching the screens, and I've, I've just been watching the, the screens as well. I've watched the grand final replay about fifteen times. That's well, all I've done for well, a month. Well, take us through that because we haven't spoken to you since the grand final. How, how was again? it? Oh, I didn't cry. No, I was happy. I was worried just before half time. I thought Geelong had control of the game. Well, they did. Hawkins, Hawkins kicked the goal, and but then Tui missed one, and uh, who was uh, who else missed one for Geelong? Brian Myers missed one. They could have been further ahead. Duncan was running right. Yeah. Um, mm. Guthrie was probably best on ground at half time. The forward line looked dangerous, but then. Dusty kicks that goal just before oh, half time. Oh. And that gave Richmond a sniff because all of a sudden you went, gee, Geelong should be five goals up. Dusty kicks that. You're 15 and points down. Just talking about that goal, like it gets glossed over because he kicked so many great goals. But at that time, and people always wonder, why does everyone pump up Dustin Martin? There's a lot yeah. of people out there that go, Dustin Martin's actually overrated. No, nah, he's not. Nah. Watch that grand final. Nobody's ever really done this in a grand final. Um, I mean, Gary Ablett kicked nine in a losing side, but to turn the game the way he did yeah. and that goal to fend off, it was uh, – uh, Colin Jasny, who's a big boy, yeah. and to be able to hook it back over your head, that was an extraordinary yeah. goal. Oh, it was unbelievable. And you, you're right, Nate. It was about the timing of his goals. That one just before half time, his goal in the third quarter put Richmond in front. Then his third goal in the last quarter basically sealed yep. the game. And then the, the one on the boundary line time. was just showing off by then. Did you get to the club? Have you been down to the club since? No. Swung around no I haven't and... done anything. That was the disappointing thing about this, Granny. Woke up on the Sunday morning and you want to go and party, but the pubs weren't even open. They no. opened the next day, didn't they? Which was disappointing. No, it was good fun though, Rich. Sponsorship update before we dive into the show, of course. Now, Taylor made... a good game of golf. Now, Taylor made has been... It, this has been probably not only the cheapest sponsorship in sport, but the most documented sponsorship in sport. In terms of airtime... Taylor made has had it's it the cheapest because they, they haven't had to spend anything yet. Well, correct. And I don't want to raise the alarm bells just yet. You can't find them. You can't produce. I have you been, promised. I have had three emails, two text messages and a phone call all unanswered from Aaron. They're mate. probably busy now that golf courses are open again. Oh, he'd be very to, busy. To not reply to one email, a phone call or a text message. Just wait. Hold You've got a horse. pension for going off. In the holster and just yeah. really giving it to people. I'm not – well, okay, I'm not going – you know I came in today and I had I had to be – you had to cool me down because I was about to sack yeah. TaylorMade. But listen – We're not doing that yet. This We had – we had the main man on air. What was his Aaron. Name? Aaron. Mm. On, we had Aaron on air. Yeah. He I'm, said that – so what else do you need? He's well, on air. We can just replay yeah, that. You need that is a contract. It. We'll fix it for you, mate. Okay. Should we have stayed with Callaway? You've got zero pull. <laughs> no. Anyway. Should we have stayed with Callaway? We're Taylor Along with Taylor Made, we are offering sponsorships at maybe a lower tier, a tier two sponsorship. <laughs> now, all you need to do, we did this a couple of years ago and we had to pull it because we had a guy who was desperate for Richo's address so he'd go and mow his lawns and we thought, oh, it's getting a little bit creepy now. But mm. if you are a business – a trader, a product, whatever you are, and you want to be a tier two sponsor. We'll give you a good mention. We'll give you a good mention. All you need to do is send us – you don't even have to send us some product. It would be nice, but you just send us an inbox message to Richo, Brownie, myself, or the sports bet, and you will be a tier two sponsor because at the moment – and if TaylorMade don't come, you might – What's your ideal t- tier two sponsorship? Are you, have you got somebody – Oh, the wines were good. Wine, Hugo, Hugo Wines. If Hugo Wines, wines came back sponsor. on, that would be fantastic – some type of alcohol would be great. It's like a hat sponsor or something? Yes. Clothes. Um, 
I guess if we got a car. Summer shirts. If we got summer shirts, be nice. Yep. A car sponsor be nice, but that would probably go to tier one. <laughs> then We're not getting to car sponsorships, mate. Hey, uh, well, you've already got one. Ferntree Gully Nissan. And oh, Hyundai. He's on billboards everywhere. <laughs> Ferntree Gully Hyundai. And Kia. Um, Push-up works out there now. He does. Jake cars. King works there. Selling cars now, Jake. What? Well, he's more general manager, but he's at Sat Knox Mitsubishi, actually. Jake King. So if you Jake want a Mitsubishi, go the and see the push-up King. Walking yeah. around the car lock. He just intimidates me. If he buy the first car, he says buy. A uh, AFL trade period would be remiss of us not to have a look. It only ended. It's it's felt like it went on forever. It does go on for too long. I, I kind of like the week, but I, I hope we go back to the week where it was just frantic the whole time. This went felt it went on for well, it went on for three weeks. It does go it? for too long, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Most of the deals get done late. It's just yeah, right at the, and right. you know they're going to get done. Yeah. Let's have a look at some of the biggest winners and losers. Of course, we have to chat about Collingwood, I think, off the top because it was remarkable what happened. Well, I think look, clearly they had salary cap issues, Brownie, and they had to get rid of some money off their yeah. list, and that, that was obvious to everyone. But as you pointed out before, we were talking about it off out, they just, I think they butchered the messaging of it. The they, communication was pretty ordinary from Collingwood. I think they've come out and Eddie's come out and said that we probably could have handled the, the PR of it, like the, the, yep. the job that you do for Sportsbet so well. But just come out and say, look, we want um, Darcy Moore and we want Degoe. Jordan Degoe. They are costing us a lot of money along yep. with Brodie Grundy. So something has to give. And then they just need to be honest and go, look, we probably made a mistake with the five years for Adam Trelaw. Unfortunately, he's probably going to make way because we feel like we can cover. And the other thing is we're still paying Dane Beams to yeah. not play, which is 800 to a million dollars oh. a year. So just come out and say all those things and Collingwood supporters go, well, it makes sense. We're not happy about it, but at least we know, and I think they missed a big opportunity yeah. to do that. And they didn't mention the Dane Beams thing anywhere in there, yeah. but they are paying Dane Beams still not to play they for They are tiptoeing around that, of course, you know, with, with, with well, the, the mental health issues that he's, he's got. Just, I think your members just want transparency. Yep. You want to know where you stand as a member, and I, I think that was the big problem with Collingwood. They they were the big losers, yeah. though. It's a sensitive issue, period. but it's still... Like a fact, it's not, a, not people aren't making it up. It's no. like a big chunk of money yeah. going to a player who's you, not playing. You've got to be better with your list management, though. And I think the big winners in that regard were the dogs. Oh. I mean, they, they've given away nothing. And look at the, yeah. the star power that they've bought into their team. Yeah. Well, Holding firm on Dunkley was really good. So they thought that he was yeah. out the door. They, they were yeah. destined to the fact that he was going to be and almost tried to do the trade. And then the trade with Trelaw came up, which they put all their energy into. And Sam Power, who I played with at the Bulldogs, brother of Luke Power, yeah. who is the list manager there, did not blink, did not move one iota. And at the end of the day, just nerves of steel, Sam Power, and did such a great job. And he is a very, very intelligent guy. I think out of 100 at TR, I think he got 99.15 or something. Ooh, so a- when you're Trading with a guy like that, you're dealing with someone who's extremely smart as well. Yep. So you look at the dogs now and you go, their midfield is incredible, yep. the depth that they've got there. But is there still an issue at either end? I mean, their midfield's going to be unbelievable next year, but what about either end? Yep. I think one of their big issues was, um, and it's a short-term band-aid, getting Stefan Martin, who two years ago was one of the top three ruckmen in the competition. He's probably a little bit older now, yep. but I think the double ruckman, because I think English can play forward. So yep. I think English going forward, Norton becomes a better player. Bruce didn't really fire, but they do have some issues in their defensive yeah. end. Yeah. Did Geelong pay too much for Jeremy Cameron? Oh, they had to get him in the end, didn't they? Because they, they really wanted him. Yeah. Cameron had stated he he was wanting to go there. He was never going to go back to the Giants. And well, well played by the Giants. They stood firm and they get three first round picks. It is a lot. It's mm. a lot to give up for one player. Mm. 
Jeremy Cameron's They've got to win the flag. 28. They've got to win the flag now. They have to win the flag because they're young talent at the moment and they've been so good with their young talent for years, ever since yeah. the Ablett Bartel days when they got this influx of success in. Now, they've got a player who's cost them a lot and they don't have a lot. Darcy Fogarty, another player, a young player who's talented, injury-prone, but goes out the door. So they've got Higgins, who's 30-plus. 30 Isaac next. Smith, 30-plus. Now, unless they win a flag... 2021 or 22, it's a big fail because after that, they fall off a cliff. They've lost Ablett and they've lost um, Harry Taylor, so a few older players go out the door. I think one move that Geelong, and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, I think they need to put Asava Radagalia to centre-half back. Now, players who don't play the game as young young players, I think it's always hard to create the play and be a half forward or or a full forward like he is because you see him run under the ball a lot. The same with Mason Cox. Didn't grow up with the game, runs under the ball a lot. Tell Asava Radagalia, go to centre-half back, the game comes to you so you can react. You don't have to create. You could react, play on the best players, play on Lynch, play on Rewalt, play on, um, I guess, a Mason Cox who, who's going to play there. But send him back there. I reckon he can be a wonderful player at centre-half back. Well, he has to now because you've got Jeremy Cameron and Hawkins in the forward line. You're probably not going to play Radagalia down no. there as well. So I think he probably needs to go back or turn him into a Ruckman because Ruck's always an issue and it was in the grand final again. Nan Curvis played so well and Stanley didn't have a great game. So that, that they're the team that they're winners, but they sort of could be losers in the long run if they don't win a flag. And obviously Danaher to, to Brisbane, if he gets fit, they'll be, they'll be looking pretty good as well. Some rule changes got announced late last week. It's always that time where they just like to tinker with the rules for, as I know it, it gets you very angry that Sometimes we don't need to tinker with the rules. Just well, let them go. Some strange runs this I year. I just don't think the rules that they've changed are going to make any difference. They've brought the interchange down by, what, 15? Yep. 10 Nine, or 15? Yeah. There's a drop in the ocean. 90 just, to 75, was it? It's just not going to make any difference at all. I mean, teams this year in the shortened games weren't using their 90 anyway, yeah. so that's not going to do anything. The manning of the mark that they've bought in, I just think that's going to make it even harder for the umpires. So it's confusing just already. Rule changes for nothing, I think, for mine. Yeah, they needed if they were going to reduce the interchange, like do it drastically, yeah, bring it big. down to 40, something okay. like that. And then Dangerfield comes out and said, oh, we're worried about the health and safety of the players by bringing it down 15. It's a drop in the ocean, yeah, 90 still, to 75, 15 or whatever it is. I, so I still I think, don't know why they don't wind that one back. Bring it back to 40 or 50 yeah, and yeah. make a real difference. When you did you, you would have played in the era when you had blokes sit on for a whole quarter, wouldn't you, yeah. on the bench? Like, yeah. it, how, it, Sometimes you'd come off late in the first quarter if you weren't getting a kick and, and you'd sit there all day. There's no doubt. Oh, that'd be it. Yeah. You, there's no doubt you get more cooked because you're out there for the whole day and that's where midfielders have to go forward and that's and rest yeah. forward. The other one, I don't know why they won't change. I, I do know why because they don't want Ruckman getting injured. But I just don't know why they don't allow third man up at stoppages because what does that do? Yeah. You can smash the ball clear. It might ease a bit of congestion, get the ball out of that confined area. Just I don't how, know why they just don't change that. getting injured in no, the third man? You know what? Aaron Sanderland's gone injured mm. one day and they changed it because of one injury. At least it's better than the BBL. You got the power surge, oh. the bash boost, and the X Factor. It sounds like some sort it's of reality AFL, show. It's AFLX. It it's and AFLX. Look, you can see what they're trying to do. Their audience is. And they've stuffed it. They've stuffed they the have. whole. They had. They had the best product in Australia, maybe three yeah, or four years ago. Too many and it games. Is too yeah, that's much amazing. saturation. Too many games. They, as, you know, you want you want to leave people wanting more. Yeah. And they, the Big Bash did the exact opposite. They went, all right, they're loving this. Let's pile in as many mm, games as yeah. possible. Now they've tried to tinker with it and it's just turned into a bit of a Mickey Mouse competition. Yeah. And I think they're, it's not going to have the same wow factor. What was the, the goal, the super goal in the AFLX? 
The Zooper or something. Oh, else yeah, there's, mm. yeah, the yeah it was sponsored by Zooper Doopers. That's right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then they had the Gatorade X Factor player that you could Come bring on, on for a few years. I, um, looking to other sports, of course, our sponsor, Taylor Made. We had the Masters on the weekend, which it is just Masters. magnificent. And, and for golf fans, it's very exciting because the very next major is the Masters. So we've yep. got back to back Masters, which is very exciting. Cam Smith, the Australian, was just spectacular. When when Dustin Johnson's in that form, there's nothing anyone else yeah, can do. Yeah. But Cam Smith was just We don't want to talk about Cam Smith, pretty, though. You're pretty Why not? S- we'll, just, we'll mention one thing about Cam Smith. He he broke a him. record at the Masters, and you should know this, Hummer. Yep. First player in history to have four rounds Under in 70, the 60s. And not win. I'm, and not win. You're pretty stiff. And he had the highest score to, to come second in a, in a Masters yeah. as well. Good payday, though. Good over a million bucks. Do you know Cam Smith? Why aren't we talking about Cam Smith? Well, we don't know Cam Smith, but we do know Cam Smith's caddy very well. We do. He made a bit of a name for himself at the Masters because basically, Nate, we know this man. (laughs) He looks looks like uh, the caddy of Happy Gilmore. Or as, (laughs) as this gentleman said here, not a bad tweet. It was nice of Cameron Smith to give the guy who cleans his windshield a job for the weekend. So that's your mate. Our, our mate that's Matthew, our mate on Matthew the Matthew Tritton, his name is. His nickname is Bussy. And must Bussie. admit, he does look like a homeless <laughs> he man. He does. He does look oh, What's he doing there? He should have tied he's himself just had, He's just had a hundred grand payday He's been a caddy himself. for a long time. He's he been has. living in San Diego for yeah. a long time. Yeah, Bussy's caddied for Robert Allenby, Jeff Ogilvie, um, a couple of Americans, Luke List. Um, he caddied for... Uh, Peter Lonard years ago, so he's played for years. But one of my favourite uh, caddy stories, and the caddies when they get together at tournaments, you know, they, they don't have to be quite as switched on as the players. They go oh, out, they can have a few beers, tie one on. They can tie one on the night before a round. And uh, Bussy was at the British Open one year with Peter Lonard, Nate, and they've gone out to one of the boozers there and had about fifteen pints the night before the first round. They had a seven o'clock tee off, Peter Lonard and Bussy. So Bus gets back to his hotel room at about 5am, has oh. a quick shower, had a 45-minute train ride out to St Andrews or wherever the, the tournament was, the British Open, gets to the first tee at 7am and he's still... He's well, blowing. He's blind. If he's still, up. he's blowing well over 0.05, put it that way. You reckon he's walking down the, the first tee. Lonard's, you know, spanked it down the middle. And he said he was walking down. He started feeling a bit dizzy, a bit dehydrated. Reckon he was seeing double, carrying the golf clubs. Next thing, he's just walked straight into one of those bunkers at the British Open. <laughs> Big, deep bunker. Fallen down. All Lonard's clubs have fallen out <laughs> in the bunker. Yeah. Now, our man Bussy, uh, as a caddy, you have to be precision, don't you? Yeah. You've got to know a, your yardages. Advise. Oh. He's advising Cam Smith into a, a world record. Yeah. So we went to a party uh, in 2009, Hummer, and it was in the Hollywood Hills. So we were over there. We were uh, travelling around for about a month. Yeah. Me, him, Kane Pettifer was there. Oh. And we are meeting a mate of ours, um, Cameron McGlinchey, who's yeah. married to Natalie Bassingway. So I went to this party, and Natalie Bassingway was friends with Sam Worthington, the actor. So ah. he got us to this party up in the Hollywood Hills and it was about 3am and we'd been going pretty hard all day and we'd, we'd had a fair few uh, nice beers. House, wasn't it? Uh, it was Whose a beautiful house. Was it? house. Like a we celebrity's no house? No idea whose nah, house it was. It was a great party. Was it alcohol? Was it alcohol? Party. Anyway, so we're talking about caddying and, and golf and we're leaning over this balcony here in the Hollywood Hills and there was a little car park or a car, like it looked at least 500 metres away. And I said to Bussy, oh, you think you're so good? How far 
is that like, car park down there. Yeah, what club are you hitting? Yeah, what club are you hitting? And he said, you're going with an eight on. I reckon it's about 140 yards down there. <laughs> and, like, I looked at it and I thought, I'm no, I'm no caddy, I'm no golfer, but that is no way there's 140 <laughs> yards. So we decided to walk down there. It ended up being about 520 <laughs> yards. So You know what it was? It was a Bryson DeChambeau uh, yeah, drive. Yeah. That's what it was. So I'm surprised Cam Smith finished second at the Masters, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be a nice little payday for, for Well, for him. I won't say exactly what it was. Cam Smith won over a, a million US and yeah, the caddies got eight. Better your wage for the year. Eight percent the caddies yeah, get. Well, it wouldn't be far off, <laughs> if I'm being honest. A, um, a favourite segment of the show, and we've had four weeks between drinks, so yeah. this one is full, of course, the Nuffy Jar. Boy, can I just? I've got a feeling I'm gonna, you know. Well, you, the, you, are, the well you are the you are the king. Go hard on Twitter. But I thought the idea of this segment was that we would pick out people that. Yeah, make normally we do. do it so often. <laughs> normally we do, but you've given. I us couldn't some. be the worst person. It's on like Twitter. you haven't been able to let go <laughs> of your playing days. That the adulation, you know, the people. Oh, Richo, when they used you to go, Richo, Richo, Richo man. Too. They used to go Richo down at the punt road in, and I think you get on there, and like even when you had your. 282 kids run around at your retirement <laughs> and apparently I heard one of them got sick and you demanded that they find another kid to bring him in. <laughs> you need to let go. I, w- I will admit. You need to let go of the I've fame. have been a bit bored over the last you, four weeks. And you have been. And so normally, traditionally in the Nuffy Jar, we, we go far and wide. Anyone yeah. in the sporting world gets a, gets a mention, but we haven't had to go very far. In fact, we haven't had to leave this room right today. So let's go through the first one. Talk us through a uh, – what. Uh, uh, I guess a, a game or a, or a bet you've got with Dan Connors. Well, this well, you know Dan Connors well, Nathan. We played footy together, and look, we're having a few beers uh, recently. And Connors suggested that he'd been doing weights. He's been he's looking know, big. He's been throwing a bit of steel around. He's six foot one, and he started saying that he reckoned he could outmark me. So I I just put a little tweet out on Twitter, and I've put the challenge out. And he's run scared at the moment. I reckon Brownie could kick a hundred balls up in the air. And yep. he would not be able to outmark me once. Not once. Not once. So all you have to do, and this we're actually doing out this. Out of 100. Out of 100. So this is the same Dan Connors who could be awful for 100 minutes of football, but one minute could do something no, he, sublime. He could. So he's, he only has looking, to mark it once. He only has to. Big. And he's a big leap. He won't mark one ball out of 100. And we are. We're, this is an actual competition sports, but he's, he's putting $1,000 on to the winner. So if yeah. Richo can go 100 pills, which is. I, I don't I, have to mark it. All no, I've got to do is get it to him. ground. Yeah. I, I, do you need 100? I reckon lower it because 100 kicks is a lot. Yeah, we might bring it's it back. It's a long back. day. We might bring Let's it back. Let's bring it down $1,000 from Sportsbet to Richo's charity of choice if he goes. $1,000 to Dan Connors. You've Connors. also been spruiking your tag watch. You've, we've already seen the debacle of the last one. Now, Here you are. Look at this. Again, now, I'd I will suggest say you don't this look one. Into the this captions. Son, you're looking a bit old into the sun. This caption's a little <laughs> bit better. Need a watch that screams class but still gives you the fun fitness features you love? Problem solved with the tag Hoyer Connected. Okay, I'll ask you a simple now, question. Come on. I'll ask you, I'll ask you both. I know it's got a little bit of uh, rankness attached to it, that photo, but if you were getting a, a nice tag, what? surely you'd do that. Yep. Are you All wearing right? it now? No, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my cheap Tissot on at the moment. But you didn't stop there, did he? Huh? No. He's he, got a couple he, more. He just kept going, of course. Now, there are conversations on, that can be had on Twitter that you don't have to engage in. Publicly. Right. You, you just don't have to. There. So let's have a look at the latest because uh, Quarters put up a 
a tweet talking anchovies are the best, a misunderstood delicacy, just saying, and then he's put a picture of what looks to be like a really old box of anchovies. And our man Richo can't agree quarters. I reckon, you, I reckon you've been coached by <laughs> Plough for too long. I, I, you're, t- you're turning into Plough on in Twitter. There's a, there's a reason for this one. Oh, they want to be a, a very, one. very simple reason. I'd had about 10 furfies. <laughs> And I'll tell you who I love on Twitter, and he is uh, well entrenched in the Nuffy Jar family. Here is Rowan Connolly. And I thought all my Christmas had come at once when my two Nuffies got together (laughs) and they started conversing on rock nomination and third man up and the interchange. That's not... Get off Twitter, you Nuffy. That's not my fault. He's responding to me there. but then you went back. Yeah, look, I need a spell, boys. You do need a spell. spell. And the last one, we just had just to spread the love. Our man Brownie. Now, we know that there is not a man in the world that loves accolades more than Brownie. <laughs> he, now, he just tried to say, I love accolades. This is a man who soaked up this some accolades. This is a man that loves getting praise so much that he doesn't even realise no. who's giving it to him. Nick Quinn, who is essentially Brownie's direct competitor at TAB. They yeah. should be enemies. Nick they Quinn talk. works at TAB. They shouldn't talk. No. Nick Quinn is also a man that talks why down to me why, a lot. He, he should talk down to you. Why can't? Why do we have to be enemies? So, just because he works at the so tab. Can I just you say, you're two public figures like so that. So basically what's happened here is that Quinny's watching an old game on Fox footy where Nathan's playing well at the old Telstra Dome and Brownie uh, likes to accept that <laughs> feedback from Quinny. And- I've just uh, – Adam Simpson was tagging me. I've just torn him apart. Yeah. And, and what did you reply to Nick Quinn? I said, <laughs> um, tell me more, Quinny. Oh, Brownie, you can't. Wanting him to give you more and more compliments. You've got to be friends with your uh, fellow ambassadors. No, you don't. Well, huh? No, you don't. Yeah, Not no. our direct competitors. The only one that can bring this juggernaut down. Richo, what's doing your head in? And it's doing my f***ing head in. Well, this is something that's been doing my head in for a long, long time. And... It, and we haven't had to experience it a lot lately because there's been no freedom, obviously, in Melbourne. Nobody's been able to get out. But now that we're able to get out again and start driving our cars, there's no ring of steel, there's no 20k limit as to where you can go. Everyone's been getting out on the roads again. And it's reminded me just of the road rage that exists here in Melbourne mm. and our Melbourne traffic. Because it's back in full force, the traffic, isn't it? Nobody's getting on public transport. I think people are a bit scared to get on public transport with COVID. But anyway, I went on a little road trip down to uh, Mount Martha on Sunday afternoon to visit a mate and had dinner, blah, blah, blah. Coming back yesterday morning. What did you have for dinner? Had a nice porterhouse steak, had a few bottles of red, which was nice. But coming back early yesterday morning, and it was absolutely teeming down, okay? Really raining heavily in Melbourne. I got onto East Link and the Peninsula Link there from Mount Martha. And I'm in the right-hand lane, and I've set my cruise control to 100 because that is the speed limit, 100 kilometres an hour. And I like to stick to the speed limit (laughs) because I've got no points left. All right? So I'm going at 100 k's an hour. It is absolutely teaming Why have you got any points left? Because I may have used to speed years ago. Oh, you do get them back. I know. You can go the one-point method for six months. I did that and rolled the dice and lost. (laughs) (laughs) Then lost your licence for double the time. But what's doing my head in are truck drivers on the East Link and on the freeways. Why, why do they insist on driving up behind you, yeah. you know, and, and intimidating you into trying to change lanes? I was going the speed limit. The rain is teeming down. I can hardly see out the front. And I'm telling you, there's a double, double load semi-trailer behind me about one metre behind my car. Why would you do that? Because they're, they're, How they're dangerous pigs. Is they that? are pigs. 
as what a is whole, wrong as with a it? profession, truck drivers? There, there's some good ones, but most of them are pigs. That is not acceptable, though. How dangerous is that? It is very dangerous, but you shouldn't be driving the right lane if you're Why? not overtaking. But I'm going the speed limit. It doesn't matter. You just, can't sit oh, in so the right. Just in the go right and sit in the left lane. You I couldn't s- get in there. It was 8 o'clock in the morning, he's mate. He's sitting out in the right lane. Yeah, he's in the right lane. You oh, can't on, sit there. I will not be intimidated into changing lanes. That is a disgrace. I, actually, I have to give maybe give the truck driver a bit of a... Maybe I need <laughs> to take But he was speeding. Back. Yeah, I understand that. But you can't sit in the right lane if you're not overtaking. Just go the speed Did limit. Did he give you the bird when he went past? Oh, he gave me everything. Don't worry <laughs> about that. But why, why is he coming that close to me when I'm going the speed limit? Yeah, it's a good point. He's probably Does trying my to head pass. In. Does my head in? Just drive the speed limit. Why do we have to get angry on I the road? I reckon there's someone. There is someone that could be doing this exact segment, and they're what's doing their head in is people sitting in the right lane. But what I'm going the speed it limit. Doesn't though. matter. You can't sit in the right no, lane. No, it does my head in. <laughs> hey, the lifestyle section proved very, very popular during the um, yeah. during the AFL season. And now, without AFL to talk about, this is a section that we really need to pad out and sort of put some some effort into. So this is where we talk about food and we talk about holidays and what annoys your partners and alcohol and everything like that. I got sent – do you like chilli oil? Love chilli. Yeah. It's magnificent. Anything with chilli in it I love. I had a a man, a lovely man, contact me on Instagram. Now, keep in mind, I don't have any followers, so I I found this a little bit confusing and I was a little bit concerned. He said, hey, mate, are you into chilli oil? I was just wondering if I could send you some. What's your address? And I was like, oh, I, I probably shouldn't be giving you my address. Like, why, why would you be sending me out yeah. free stuff? I don't have any followers. But you've been asking. Just for decide I have. I don't think he would listen to it. Not the type of guy that would listen right. to this podcast. Anyway, I decided. I was like, I'll, I'll give it to him. I mean, what? I've got nothing to steal in my house anyway. <laughs> he sends me this chili oil that is like nothing else I've ever had. Now, yeah. if you're listening, go to Instagram, Danny.Ronin, R-O-N-I-N. He makes this – it's all he does is make this chili oil, and yeah. it, it's, it's not like – the chili oil you get at, uh, you know, at a at a dumpling restaurant. This is stuff you you eat it. You can eat it by this, just the spoon. Just put a it's bit of nice a bit crusty of sweetness. Bread. It's got five spice in. and everything. It just is just yeah, yeah I love up. that. Get down oh, to Baker's it's just magnificent. I love chili, and if, for any of our listeners out there who love chili, get on uh, Netflix at the moment. There's a new series on it. It's like the world champions of. <clears throat> Of unknown sports, oh. you know, like that the one in England where they throw the big thing of cheese down the hill and you got to oh, chase yeah, yeah. down after it. There's an episode on there, and it's based around chili eating. And there's a chili that is produced in one of the Carolinas in America. It's called the Carolina Reaper. Oh and yes, it is the hottest chili ever produced. Guess get on there and have a look at these people eating the Carolina Reaper. Oh. Oh, gee, gee they got you some like, hate. I, I, See, I'm let's. Unpacked. I, I love chili. Yeah. I love spice. My body doesn't. So like, so <laughs> it, it doesn't react well. I get really sweaty. But that's all right. If I'm on the throne, I get cut in half the day after. <laughs> but I just love chili. And what about I, Nadal? Does she like it? No, and she doesn't want me to have it because of what happens. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the Carolina Reaper oh, the next oh my day? God. Ooh, I'd no lose. Good. I'd lose limbs. <laughs> no good. Hey, um, we're allowed to. Leave Victoria. The first flight from Sydney, from Melbourne yeah. to Sydney, landed yesterday, which is just fantastic. How good. We're almost free to go, except for WA, and who cares about <clears throat> WA? Where's your first port of call? Where are you going? <sighs> I'm thinking I'm going to go to Laguna Key. <laughs> <laughs> good spot up there. Good real estate. Ah, no, seriously, if you could get on a plane tomorrow and go somewhere oh, in Australia, I, where I are you going? I wouldn't mind sitting on a like a Noosa beach or something like that for a little while. <laughs> Noosa should be great. Noosa, Noosa should be great. I'd love to go. To- did you just? <laughs> did you? The Reaper. Well, you can't Reaper. fart in here. I didn't. I think you did. You no, did. You just moved like you did. You know where I'm going? I'm going straight to Tassie, straight to Devonport. 
Put some sunscreen on. Okay, yeah. well, let's... It's hot down Are here. you actually... Get, well, No, I am. I'm going down to Devonport. When are you going? In the next few weeks, just for a couple of nights, down to Devonport. Nice. The Yellowmatter Hotel on the oh. river, on the Mersey River. And th- that's a trip you just might leave the yeah. darling kids at home for, isn't no, it? No, they'll come down. Oh. Yeah. Come visit a few friends. Where would you go, Nate? Uh, we haven't really decided yet. It's always hard to pack up four kids and trying to find accommodation mm. this time of the year. So we're not really going anywhere, but uh, if you've got any suggestions, I'm, I'm all ears. Have you ever, you wouldn't be a camping family? No. No. <laughs> Can you imagine no. Brownie camping? No. A, I'm thinking about getting a camper van yeah. and rolling up. I spoke to Duck the other day yeah. and he said, if I can do it, you can do it. So he, he hired a camper van yeah. and he went down to Wye River Caravan Park. Yeah, so he packed up all the kids. You Wayne imagine Carey Wayne, Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey no, got didn't. in a camper van, Wye River Caravan Park and plugged it in. Beautiful. Wow. Are your kids at the age where it wouldn't be absolute hell having four of them in a confined space or would it be torture? It's just hell most of the time at the moment, huh? <laughs> Like you need a resort with a kids section, yeah. don't you? Hey, I had this thought. Now, I, don't, I, I want to premise this. This is not a segment of me spruiking inventions that I think would work because we know every radio show or podcast in the world has done it. But I had this thought the other day because I've, I've got a new puppy. Now, I've got two puppies now, and they destroy socks yeah. all the time. All it takes, if they, if they just get their teeth into one sock, the whole pair's ruined. Yeah. So imagine if socks came in threes, not twos. Well, there's a business idea. Would that? Would you buy that? Not I'm, I'm thinking about it. Idea. Well, it's a great business no, I idea. I don't mind it because I reckon if I went to my sock drawer at home at the moment, <laughs> I've got that just that many single socks yeah, in correct. there. Correct. And I've, where do they go? Well, because all it takes is you lose one sock, it's gone. With <laughs> with hammer socks, you lose one sock, you've I still like got it. a pair. Where do they go? Why do you? Yeah, some, go? that's all I know. Somewhere there is where do the socks stop? <laughs> a heap of them. All right. Well, we don't have any footy to talk about. So what we have to do in the summer edition of Richo, Brownie and Hummer is we like to bring in a guest each week. Now, we're kicking things off with a very with a spectacular guest. She is already a fan of the Sportsbird family. In fact, she is part of the Sportsbird family. She was a hockey roo. Uh, she is on Channel 7. She covers the VFL. She's been on AFL Played for the final pies. day. Played for the pie. She has done it all. Georgie Parker, welcome. Come on, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, ever. Uh, it is you're actually quite rude to Georgie when she's in the office. Well, that was uh, it's been a long time since we've all been in the office together. Now, Georgie, you, you escaped Victoria. You're over in Perth. Yeah, best decision I ever made. Um, yeah, left in March, thinking I'd be gone for eight to ten weeks, and I'm still here because old Marky Boy won't open the borders. But looking to be back next year... Um, now that it's all, you know, COVID-free over there in Victoria now, zero, zero, zero today. So it's all looking good there for you guys. Now, we have got a very uh, highly touted lifestyle section of this podcast where we talk all things food and clothes and just everything the common man or woman might like to uh, like to listen to. Now, you have come, there's something very close to your heart, and it's the potato. Well, it, it is the most um, elite of vegetables. I think we can all agree on that. If we were to do a power ranking of vegetables, it'd be up there with, or it has to be at the top. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Sure, just yeah. because of the versatility. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can't not like it. It's like, I mean, you've made some outlandish comments, and I'm going to make one. I mean, you made the lasagna, which you backtracked on when you got a free lasagna. <laughs> um, so it seems to be pretty easy to sell anything. But... Um, Look, I made an outlandish 
um, statement, and you you wanted to keep me accountable to it. I said that the best mashed potato is actually better than a fry or a hot chip. No, yeah, no, I agree. No, no why? And I, I've heard that's not acceptable. No, I agree, George. I've heard it's not acceptable, but look. Oh, I love that. I've not heard many people agree with me. And and you came to me and said, right, we'll make a power rank a potato ranking yep. power ranking. We don't no one knows what power rankings actually mean, do they? Well no. We work that out, essentially yeah? a power ranking just In means NFL? there's no clear criteria. You can just say whatever you want. <laughs> well well I've made a power ranking because and I also think it's important to note that if you're talking about like the elite variety a good mashed potato is better than a good chip. But if we're talking about the average variety, so like an average mashed potato, then an average hot chip is better. But I think that hot chips get a good run just for their ease of which you can eat them. Easy to hold in a box and you can just eat them with your fingers. You can't do that with a mashed potato and it's a bit more effort, right? Yeah. But I think that they get a, a bit of a tough run just because of their ease. Pardon? Unless you're a grub, you could eat mashed potato. All right, so you've got – so and, and what oh, comes after the, the, the hot chip? All right, so if I'm looking at the elite ranking, we've got... Do you want to go from bottom to top or top to bottom? Go bottom to top. Bottom to top. All right, well, now I've, I've done eight. I've went, went and found the you know eight maybe most popular kind of varieties of potatoes. Oh. We go down to number eight, and this is going to be another argument in itself. What do you call them? Potato cake, potato scallops, potato fritters, are they called as well? They're, they're putrid. No one's got time for them, right? Yeah, agreed. Can we agree with that? I love a good potato ah, cake. Really? Yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm a big potato cake man. I love a good potato cake. So the next seven are going to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> seven, Rosties, potato Rosties. I think they're just glorified hash browns and they're not actually any good. I think I don't like them. I think they're too um, grating. You know what I mean? Like there's too many big chunks in them. Are they those so Indian like ones? Them. I reckon they're hit but or like miss. Them more than a they're really yeah. hit or miss, George. You can get a good one, yeah. but more often than not, yeah, I agree. Number six, a bad one. Now, number six. Now, this is a pretty solid, solid one. You can't really stuff these up. A jacket or baked potato. Um, I think they're pretty simple to do. You just chuck a bit of alcohol on them, put them in the oven. Yep. But what goes on top of them is really what made them. Mm. All right. So they're number six. They're pretty stable, middle of the run. Number five. We've got roasted. Oh, that is low good. down. It is low down. And from now I'm looking at it, I might have been a little bit too low. But that's where I'm at. We've got number four. And this is where I've got my hot chips and my fries at oh. number four. So they've not even made the podium. Oh, my God. This is yep. silly. And then now. we've got number three. No, no, no. Number three, we've got wedges. And I'm talking about the elite wedge. We've got the perfect amount of potato to crispy ratio, the perfect amount of condiments. So you know how sometimes they're a bit stingy with sour cream and sweet yeah. chili yep. sauce? Yeah, you need two bowls of so sour cream. So we've got cream. the wedges there, the perfect wedge. The best, best wedges oh, in Melbourne. Georgie, have you had the wedges Samachi stand on uh, Fitzroy Street? That's a silly question. I haven't. No, that's where you get your wedges <laughs> at about 3 a.m. Well, I'm going to go there now. Yeah. That's a huge shout. Huge shout. I'm going to go there as soon as I'm back. Good. We've got number two. We've got the perfect hash brown. And this is, again, going to be an outlandish statement, but the Macca's hash brown, just those shitty frozen ones, are the best hash browns. Jeez. I don't wow. have any of those big homemade ones. I just want the ones out of the oven. The and then number one, Mac. <laughs> and I'm talking... 
Have I lost you guys here? Have I not done this well? Well, no, no. this is good. No, we're waiting for number one. <laughs> well, I said it. I said mash. Mash you potato. Ah, yeah. You missed the stuff. Stuff. I did we listen. We all knew that. It was a, it was a, I, a strange. We, we did it not the bit because we we yeah. went first, then I, eight, seven, six, yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon, Georgie, the most controversial part of that list is the roasted potatoes yeah. at five. A yeah. good roast potato. I'll almost have that at one. Yeah, yeah. Well, where would you put them? Oh, definitely in front of the wedges and and the hash brown for mine. I'm with you on the mash. the The creme de la creme mash. Is very very good, but the roast potatoes aren't far behind. I'd almost have the potato cake at number three, Matt. Mm. Gee, no way. Pretty right. high. Well, thank you for that, George. George is going to be back in no a way. couple of weeks to settle the palmy versus palmer <laughs> debate. So oh, yes, a, a hot topic for us. Thanks, Georgie. Thanks, Georgie. Uh, well, bye, <laughs> There we go. I'm I'm not. That happy with that list? It's a lot of. We should throw that up and get feedback. We should. Yeah. yeah. Put it up. Now we'll put that up on Twitter. Potato Have cakes are no good. Potato cakes are great. If you get the right potato cake, I'd take that over a chip. Mate, you go to Ange Christo's um, fish and chip shop at uh, Northcote Plaza. He does good potato cakes. And you can't. What is it inside? Is it inside? They've got to be hand cut and just. They've got to be mm. done properly. They do. Yeah. The Cunha General Store yeah. in Sorrento does a yeah. rag potato cake and a dim sim. Oh yeah. Hey, we've got a. Speaking of. New segments. We've got a couple more that we're going to launch now. We're not going to go into them. We're not going to go into them this week, but we're we're going to launch them because we're going to push this on social now. The first one is where are they now? Has been done to death. But we want to sort of go off piece. We want to do an obscure. Where are they now? So we want to sort of try and work out some, or we're going to find some players or some media or anyone that's got a little bit of notoriety. That just maybe no one's ever asked the question. Like, has, ever, has anyone ever asked the question, where is Richie Vandenberg right yeah. now? Well, the, I just saw a good one then, just as we talked oh. about this on Instagram. I just saw Bob Murphy put up a photo of him and a Fitzroy player from the 90s who was an enigma, Darren Doc Wilden. Oh, Darren Doc Wilden. Yes. He used to have the big yes. shaved up yeah. the side. Well, so one that, player. That's the sort of thing you know? yeah, the exactly. sort of thing. So we're obscure to... or obscure jobs they've gone to after footy or after media. So, a guy that we played one season with, um, Mark Graham, oh, former Hawthorne, yeah, Hawthorne number 34, now makes the prosthetic limbs. Yes. For so, can you do, go, go from football to prosthetic limbs? Yes. It's extraordinary. It's so, good. I'd love to ask him how he got there. So, so that's the sort of people so we're going to find. So, where they are now or what they're doing now? A little bit of both. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Another segment that we're going to dive into in the summer edition, and this surprised me because Brownie has never done any extra work for this show ever. He has gone and organised a sting. So, you know, let's, let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. <laughs> That's one of the greatest things. Oh, my God. It's good taking the piss. So we need some help from the Sportsbet family. Just when you think about something, you go, bloke's taking the piss or this is taking the piss. But I was walking past a neighbour's house the other day um, and you remember how you used to see, you know, bore water and use because we used to be yeah. in, a, uh, in a drought. Now, this, this is a, it's a beautiful jungle, like yeah. perfect green grass. It is just flowering everywhere. Yeah. But then I see this little sign in the corner of the garden, <laughs> rainwater in use. <laughs> you're, not, you're not fooling anybody. So that's an example of taking the piss. Or now that we're back and everybody can go out again, cyclists congregating together in their lycra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just think they get together and they go, what 
offensive piece of clothing Lycra could we put together today? It's either light green, like a light yellow, and yeah. they all get together. And I just don't think men should wear Lycra. Unless no. you are a professional sportsman, yep. you shouldn't be yeah. wearing Lycra. And I, I, and I think they're taking the piss. I, I get the fact that you can wear the bike shorts with the padding, but then just Correct. put a pair of shorts put over some yeah. footy shorts over yeah. the top. So you don't want to see your meat and potato. Yeah. I, I was saying this to Dale the other day. We were in a bakery and there was a yeah. couple in front of us and I was just seeing it all. Like, it was just in my yeah. face. And I thought, what, what are you doing and wearing they this? Like coffees, they kick yeah. back, they get their leg up in the air. And they click and clack along the footpath and taking the piss. I'll tell you who was taking the piss Saturday night at my, at, uh, my house, 4 a.m. in the morning. I, I couldn't put up with it any longer. It was basically there was a bass drum beating next to my head, and I, I just thought they have to be close. Like, is it the house next door? Is it the house over the road? So I basically worked out. I went out in my backyard, and they were sitting over the other side of my back fence with a boombox and a heap of grog. <laughs> what is it? A path at behind 4 a.m. in the morning. Basically about eight, nine metres from my bedroom and that's taking the piss. What, did you call the local constabulary? My wife was going to and I said, look, we don't want to attract attention, but I gave them a fair cool. spray. Oh, did you? Told them to move on. So send in your nominations I've for got taking one. the piss. The people, yeah, we've been working from home for six months now, seven months now, people that will sit there and look you dead in the eye and say... I'm more productive at home than I am in the office. That's you. <laughs> I don't say that. I wouldn't – I mean, I'll say it to my boss. That's, but that's not possible. That's not possible. So send in your suggestions, taking the piss. Now, I have gone – now, because, of course, all of our listeners will remember the Trumpet Award now. Didn't have the best name. We didn't really ever understand it was called the Trumpet Award, the Trump Award. No one ever knew it. So we're going to have a summer edition of it, but we can't rely on footy, so we're going across the globe – but I've had a stinger made up. Let's have a look. <laughs> Is that Danny Zuko? <laughs> it does look like I've had a stroke in that, doesn't it? <laughs> That's funny. Because this, it is called the Hummer Summer Loving Award. Oh, Summer Loving Award. Hummer Summer Loving. Don't all forget right. the Hummer. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, best on. I am going to give an honourable mention, first of all, to Sam Powell. We mentioned him. He yep. is the Bulldogs list manager. Had an unbelievable. But there's been so much going on that I couldn't fit Sam Powell in. I've already spoken. I'm going to give one vote to cryptocurrency. It is flying <laughs> at the moment. Cryptocurrency gets my one vote. Now, I've bought some visual aid in for my two votes, and it's extraordinary on Instagram. Two votes goes to Greg Norman, who posted himself on Instagram, and he's just walking along the beach, and there's just something that you notice in this photo of Greg Norman. Now, I don't know whether he's... He's fit, isn't he? He's the uh, the great white shark, or (laughs) he's the great white shark these days. (laughs) But I tell you, it's it's surprising you never (laughs) use the broomstick putter, Matt. It would make Matt Shervington block... uh, (laughs) Blush. Come on, is he good, Nick, too, the shark? He needed to have a look at that before he posted <laughs> oh, it. I reckon he has. That's why he's posted. That is, I'm sorry, for, you know, for, he's in good for nick, a man yeah. that's not as endowed as that, you look at that and just go, my God. It's extraordinary, isn't it? That and three is votes. Weapon. We've spoken about the grand final. Dustin Martin was outstanding. Yeah, he was. Good votes, uh, Nate. I actually gave one vote, and I give one vote to that man, Dustin Martin, for his grand final, but also for some of his work since then, because he's basically been uh, hanging out with Fisher, the oh. DJ, for the last uh, three oh. weeks. I'll tell you what, they're having a good time, Dusty and Fisher. So Dusty got one. I gave two to our man Cam Smith we spoke about before. 
Masters record hump, four yeah. rounds in the 60s, um, and our mate Bussy caddied for him. I gave three to Sam Power. He he has nailed that uh, trade period for the Western Bulldogs. So these are the worst ons. These are the worst ons. So the Hummer Southern Summer. Well, there's a, there's a bit of a theme here. I gave one vote to Ned Guy, who is the Collingwood. He didn't have a great period, and obviously he is the, the face of Collingwood as a list manager, and poor old Ned Guy. Um, he'd love his time over again. Didn't quite work out. I gave two votes, um, and this is social media influence, to Lachlan Spark. Now, you might ask who Lachlan yeah. Spark is. He is the uh, the former ex-husband of Lauren Phillips, who oh, just in the last nasty. week, like, they've been broken up for a long, long time and just unloaded. Yeah. I, I just leave it. Mm. Leave it alone. Lauren's a lovely girl who works at Channel 9, and I just thought it was just a bit of poor yeah. taste yep. what he went to. Uh, and three votes to Collingwood for their awful, awful trade period. Yeah, I agree with Ned Guy, one vote. Just uh, you've got to manage your list better than that. You can't be getting things that far wrong with your salaries and, and the like. I don't think anyone's had a, a month as bad as this man. He He's taken being a sore loser and throwing the toys out of the cot more than anyone in the history, I think, of mankind, and that is Donald Trump. He's had a very ordinary four weeks to Donald. You've got to laugh at it, though, don't you? I mean... They're having they're having this summit at the moment, and they're talking about the pandemic. He just went and played golf. He, he's the president <laughs> of the United States. He's had a stinker, Trump. Time to move on, boy. And I gave three. It's hard to believe someone could be worse than Donald Trump in the last month. The dude from the Woodville uh, Pizza Shop oh. in Adelaide. <laughs> he's had a mayor. He's had a stinker. He's got the state locked down. He got a state put into the hardest lockdown in the history of lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a bad week. All right, I'm going to wrap up. But before we do, thankfully a segment that has lasted and the test of time, it comes across from the traditional Rich O'Brien Hummer, Hummetheticals. All right, gentlemen, would you rather wake up every morning from a nightmare relieved it wasn't real? Or wake up from a perfect dream, shattered it wasn't real. Nah, I, I'm happy with the nightmare waking up and it's not real. I, I, you, you can have not, you can have good dreams, but I reckon we lead okay lives. I, I just think the the downside of a bad dream, some of the stuff oh, I so dream you'd prefer, about, you'd prefer could, it, it, it could end you. So you'd prefer the to have a happy dream every night and wake up and go, ah. Oh. No, he's saying. No, I'm saying I'd rather the nightmare not and then know that it's no. not true. Yeah, Mate, same. I've, I've been having a few nightmares lately, and yeah, but don't you, you like that feeling when you wake you, up? And go, oh. No, but I wake up and I don't feel. I feel oh, like I've been. Rattles you. I've, it's no, easy to get inside his head. But I just feel drained. I don't feel like I've slept. The Sandman gets in there, and just has <laughs> no. to play with him. <laughs> just the beasts under <laughs> your bed. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. I, Give me a nice dream any night. I want to wake up happy. Most people I've asked have, have gone with the, the nice dream, but I'm with you. I, I sort of I hate that feeling. Of, like, Don't you I, feel like you haven't slept though? Like you just. Ah, I'm not. I'm not really a coward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You don't ever have to pay for a meal ever again. Not your groceries. Not at, at, when you go out for dinner. Not a barbecue mate's place. But you can never, ever, ever use cutlery again. No, yeah. I'm going the free meal. Yeah. Because you think about it. So if you go to an Indian restaurant, you have to eat with your hands. No, but there's plenty of things I can find 
if I go to the Indian restaurant, I'll just have samosas. Yeah, but then you're robbing yourself of. Do you, you can essentially never have a curry in public again. No, but I can have no, plenty I'd of still other have things. Curry. I'll just dive you down into the fingers. Like That's you can offensive. still you can still go out to a nice seafood restaurant and have oysters and, and prawns. There's, there's never have, of... you never never have a steak again. Never have a palmer again. What do you mean? You pick the steak up. You, mate. You, you do that in a you restaurant. Could have a big in public. tomahawk. Well, it's just the, the way it is. Tomahawk. I mean, I probably chicken would, drumsticks, but... chicken wings. There's plenty yeah, of things you, you can have. You are limited. You're never having soup again. But Pizza. I don't have to pay for a feed. Bolognese. No, Pizza. it's all right. Yeah. You can have soup. You just drink it out of the bowl. Did that heaps as a kid. Yeah. All right. Stick that in your pipe. <laughs> All right, here's another one, which is a similar theme. You can only use one item of cutlery for the rest of your life. You only get one. What a would fork. you pick? Fork. No, a splade. No, you can't. You no, can't. Make that, that, no, you can't. No, you're not allowed to do that. You can't invent cutlery. You can't invent cutlery. A splade? We had splades growing up. No, no but oh, it's got to be one of the three big dogs. Right, we'll you can't make them up. <laughs> no one else, like... I'm going to this bring a splade in. in next week. What? Do you don't reckon they exist? No, they do exist, but right. you're not allowed to do that. That's not part no, of the question. Well, it's one of the three then. big dogs. What would you do? I, see, I'm going a knife. Why? But I love steak and palmers and stuff. How are you going to cut it with one hand? Well, I can cut a steak. If I've got a knife, I can cut a steak and eat it just with my hands. Oh. Yeah. A fork, you're never having steak, palmer. Like, my favourite food is a steak. I'm going to go a spoon. What? I'm going to go a spoon. I love um, cereal. <laughs> I love cereal. Yeah, and I only have toast, so I'm going the fork. I but I, but I can, why do you mean I you're can, going the spoon? I can butter the toast with the spoon as yeah, well. that's all right. What, yeah. Why would you go a spoon? Because I just said I love cereal. Look <laughs> how much cereal you're eating today. You're going to eat Cocoa Pops for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that will do us. It's a long show to kick yeah, things off. We're show. back every Tuesday, so make Ooh. sure if you've let this podcast back, slide down in your um, – down in your listens and stuff. Make sure you subscribe. It's all up there at the top because we are back every you week. Got to wear a shirt like that next week. Yes, next week. Right. As we discuss, we're going to come dressed. If you got time, there... go and check out Greg Norman's Instagram. Yep. And remember, if you have got a business you want to sponsor us, it is the cheapest sponsorship in sport. We're looking for a tier two sponsor. And if Taylor May don't get back to us within forty-eight hours, we're looking no, for a tier one. We we are. Set. Good luck on the punt this weekend. Gamble responsibly. Look, we've had to duck back into the studio after the show because Hummer, we yeah. have to we have to this back is, over something yeah. that happened earlier in the show. It's, I, I've it's, never, a, it's a non-event. I've never seen anything like this. I heard Nathan yeah, drop yeah. a little uh, drop a little. We both fart. did. No. I asked him about it and he denied it. You denied it to our face. Well, so we, we left the studio. We've come back in because our producer has just shown us some footage that is going to blow this wide open. Have a look here. What does that prove? You have lifted your leg. What does that prove? I moved in my seat. And Hummer, I'm always moving in my Hummer, seat. And Hummer, as he did it, he looked at me yeah, because he, he knew that I heard it, and then he denied it. Have another oh, look. Oh, we got look. So he's talking, talking, talking. Yep. Oh, it's in his gut. <laughs> that proved nothing. And then you, you turned around and smiled at him, yeah, and then denied it. We've got I'm you. Still so denied it. There you go, caught red-handed. Brownie yeah. did fart in the studio. He is the only human being I know that would do that. You're I, incredible. I, I didn't do it. You did. And I'm not the only human being. There's many people who would do that, but I didn't do it. <laughs>